I'd like to welcome you to today's Ask the Expert call, Putting Together an Effective Marketing Plan. It's my pleasure to introduce today's presenters, Ada Prada and Sarah Sharfstein. Ada Prada joined the Invisalign Consumer Marketing Team in March this year with nearly eight years of marketing experience. She has a proven track record of launching successful consumer brands, developing and implementing go-to-market strategies, and creating annual marketing plans and budgets. Ada earned her bachelor's degree in marketing from the University of Economic Studies in Bucharest, Romania, her master's degree in advertising from the University of Com Communications in Bucharest, Romania, and graduated this year from the University of California at Davis with her Master of Business Administration. Sarah Sharfstein is the Senior Manager of Business Development for Align Technology. Sarah has been working in the orthodontic field with Align for over nine years and has been in the healthcare industry for almost 12 years. Within the field of orthodontia, Sarah focuses on leadership, strategy, operational excellence, and marketing. She's passionate about driving doctors and their teams to recognize top-line revenue growth while increasing efficiency and profitability through the integration of Invisalign. Sarah earned her bachelor's degree from the University of California at Davis and has a master's of business administration degree from Santa Clara University with an emphasis in product management and marketing. Ada and Sarah, you now have the floor. Thank you, Cindy, um, and good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for attending our third consumer marketing webinar. As Cindy mentioned earlier, today's topic is putting together an effective marketing plan. Before we dive in, um, I wanted to take a moment and um, explain the role marketing could play in your practice. In general, marketing plays a vital role in any organization because it is one of the main revenue contributors. And marketing can do this for your practice as well if you're using it to guide the adoption and promotion of your services so that um, they meet your patient's needs and wants. And now let's talk about uh, what a marketing plan is. And to help you understand and give you a high-level picture, think about the last time when uh, you went on vacation. Wanting to make the most out of it and be as enjoyable as, you, as it could be, you probably did some planning beforehand. Am I right? You thought about who you wanted to go with, either your partner or, or your friends, where you wanted to go, for how long, what budget did you need, and if you're more planning-oriented, you probably also made a list with activities that you wanted to do each day. Well, similar to planning your vacation to ensure that it will be as wonderful as it could be, the marketing plan is a step-by-step -step guide for your practice success. It increases your chances to get what you want out of your practice. If you'd like, it is a roadmap that outlines how you're going to achieve your marketing goals. And since we'll be mentioning terms like marketing strategy and marketing plan throughout the presentation, I would like to take a moment and explain the differences. The marketing strategy is what you need to do to achieve your marketing goals and your business goals. The marketing plan, on the other hand, details how you're going to achieve your goals. For example, let's assume that your business goal is to increase your practice revenues by 10% by the end of the year. One of the marketing goals that um, would enable you to achieve this is to increase the number of Invisalign case starts for your practice. Given this, your marketing strategy could be to provide Invisalign treatment to a new group of patients. So let's say that your focus has been so far on female patients as they bring you the majority of your Invisalign treatment revenue. Well, in the next year, you could grow your practice by catering to a new patient group and educating males ages 25 to 40 years old, for example, on the benefits of Invisalign. So this is your marketing strategy. And in this case, your marketing plan, which details how you're going to achieve your goals, could be developing marketing materials that will reach your um, target patients, like advertising Invisalign on websites that are predominantly viewed by um, your male audience. Or in the short term, you could do something as simple as dedicating 10 minutes of your consultation to educate your existing male patients on the benefits of um, Invisalign treatment. Now that you have a high-level understanding of what a marketing plan is, let's talk about the benefits of creating one. Putting together a marketing plan forces you to take a hard look at your practice and at your environment and uncover strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that you may have not been aware of. 
It enables you to identify ways like strategy, tactics, and resources that will help you work towards your goals. And it gives your team something to rally behind. And in some cases, it might lead to higher job satisfaction because your practice staff will learn new skills, will collaborate with other practice members, and they will feel that they're part of something by contributing to your practice success. A marketing plan also helps you identify where you should be focusing your marketing spend. Because if you will be monitoring all your marketing activities and their results against your goals throughout the year, you will be able to identify what activities perform better. It has actually been proven that having a marketing plan will increase your chances of achieving your goals. According to research, businesses who have a business plan are nearly twice as likely to be successful regardless of their size, their growth stage, or the intent of the business plan. So since the marketing plan is an integral part of the business plan, I hopefully convince you that it is important you consider creating one. In the next 40 minutes or so, we will walk you through the key components of a marketing plan so that hopefully by the end of our webinar, you will um, be able to create or your own. We will discuss more in depth the situation and patient analysis, the marketing strategy and tactics, the implementation, and the financials and evaluation sections, as these are the meat of your marketing plan. The executive summary is the first section in your marketing plan, but we'll briefly talk about it as you will write this content after you cover all the other sections. In essence, the executive summary is an overview of the main points in your plan. It helps practice members like you, the doctor, who may not have time to read the entire document, quickly understand what is the current problem or opportunity your marketing plan is trying to address and with what means, like what is the marketing strategy, what are the tactics, the budget, and the forecast that will help you achieve your practice goals. So being an overview of your plan, you should use the executive summary as a cheat sheet, not only when you're reviewing the document for the first time, but throughout the year as well. And now we will look at an example of uh, what we consider a good executive summary. You may not be able to read it right now, um, but you will be able to do so after the webinar. In the meantime, um, I will explain why we think it's a good example. In the opening paragraph, which is dedicated to the practice summary, it is mentioned the years in business of the practice, which in this fictitious example, we called it Healthy Smiles. In the same section, it is stated the Healthy Smiles vision, which is to become uh, the most technologically advanced practice in California, followed by their mission statement, the makeup of their practice staff, the services they offer, and in what percentage they, contri they contribute to the practice revenue. Next, Healthy Smiles talks about the problem or the opportunity, which in this example is a decrease in revenues, and they also offer their solution or marketing goal, which is to increase their Invisalign case starts. In the next section, I describe the marketing strategy and tactics that would help Healthy Smiles achieve their goals together with the budget they will allocate to their marketing activities and their Invisalign treatment forecast broken down by quarter. In the last paragraph, towards the end, it is mentioned how will they measure their success? How will they know their marketing plan was successful? And again, you're writing the executive summary last, and by the end of the webinar, you will know exactly what goes in here, so do not feel overwhelmed right now. And I will now hand it over to Sarah uh, to talk about the upfront analysis of your marketing plan. Thanks, Ada. Now let's take a look at situational and patient analysis, which is really the meat of your marketing plan. So analyzing your current situation is critical to developing an appropriate marketing strategy. By analyzing your current situation, you're able to identify and validate your practice values. Be sure you understand your potential patients and your practice's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that face it. Oftentimes when you work in an office, it can be challenging to see it through an unbiased lens. While you're going through the process, I would really encourage you to involve external people to your office. Asking patients via a survey or your Invisalign territory manager are both great ways to get some honest, constructive feedback. These output, outputs are going to shape your practice marketing strategy. Now let's take a look at your practice. The outcome of the practice summary is to identify the practice's unique identity, strengths, and weaknesses. Your company's identity articulates the company's aspirations, goals, and values and presents a sense of individuality that sets the company apart in the business environment. 
The key part in discovering your unique identity is to identify a vision and mission statement for your practice and to ensure that the rest of your team identifies with it and understands it. A vision statement is your ideal for your practice. It really defines where you want to be in your practice, where you want to go, and what you want to end up as an ultimate end goal. An example of this might be, our practice aims to be the most technologically advanced, innovative dental orthodontic practice in California. Your mission statement, on the other hand, is focused on how you're going to achieve your vision. Your mission statement helps to guide your strategies and actions. An example of a mission statement might be, our practice's mission is to provide top-notch dental services to adults and seniors who are in need of great quality care by adopting the latest products and technologies and by training our entire team on an ongoing basis. Some questions you might ask yourself when de developing a vision are as follows. Number one, what kind of practice do you currently have and what kind of practice do you want to be? Number two, what kind of standards of care do you want in your current practice and, and for the future? And then finally, what kind of practice should you or have be in the future? In, in addition to creating your practice vision and mission, you will also want to identify the gaps between your vision and your current situation. Your practice is strengths and weaknesses. When I was a territory manager in the field several years ago, it wasn't all that common for an office to ask for this type of feedback, but when they did, I would always provide them honest, constructive feedback. One example that comes to mind was an office whose doctor was very focused on providing the latest and greatest technology, sometimes spending way more than her competitors so that she could be viewed as the most progressive and technologically advanced. However, from a patient's perspective, the, the waiting room was old, dingy, and was in serious need of a refresh. Until I shared my feedback with her, she hadn't even considered the role her waiting room furniture played on a patient's overall perception or first impression of the office because she was so focused on having the latest and greatest in the clinic. Making sure your brand is consistent throughout is key. Some additional ways to capture your strengths and weaknesses are by talking to your practice team members, documenting your patient's complaints or positive feedback, conducting some surveys with your current patients, analyzing your financial data and your marketing reports, and then finally doing online research. We have talked about the need to analyze your practice, so let's now spend some time analyzing your current patient base so that you're able to create a patient profile. This will help you to evaluate whether you need to make changes to your service offering, marketing communications or messages, and the channels you're using to communicate with your patients to get your message across. Many practices do this by tapping into their practice management software to better understand where patients live, how old they are, what school they go to, and what they do for a living. Another way to better understand your patient base is by sending out a survey asking these types of questions. This will really help you to also evaluate your practice's growth and more specifically where that growth is coming from. If you knew that women above the age of 45 were spending more in your office, would that change your marketing strategy? What if you knew business professionals in the office were declining? How would that potentially change your marketing strategy? While doing your analysis, you will uncover some key pieces of information that will help you shape your strategy and tactics. Much like in our last example, if you have a number of young business professionals in your office, you might consider offering free Wi-Fi in the practice so that they can continue working while waiting for an appointment. You might also consider working through the lunch hour so that they can see you when it's convenient for them on their lunch break. When thinking about marketing Invisalign, you might focus more on the fact that Invisalign requires fewer appointments than traditional orthodontics and then that you have certain protocols for the traveling professional. One of these might be giving more aligners at each appointment so that progress isn't slowed down when that business professional is on a work trip. Make sure that in addition to your messaging, your communication style is consistent with your audience. If you're focused on millennials, you might find Facebook to be effective or other social media. On the other hand, if you mainly see moms and dads, you might find school marketing or a newsletter to be a more effective approach. Essentially, this analysis will enable you to identify what types of messages should be highlighted in your marketing communication and or which best channels you could use to reach your target audience. Some ways to find this information out is by documenting information about your patients and using your practice management software, analyzing your existing patient data, conducting surveys with patients, asking your personnel, who obviously spend a fair amount of time with your existing patients, utilizing online surveys to come up with household income, and then talking to your territory manager. Let's pretend for a minute that you've just finished your inward analysis and have three main groups of patients. You find that 50% of your total practice revenue and about 92% of your Invisalign revenue comes from females aged 25 to 45 years old. 
Males age 25 to 40 years old represent 35% of your total revenue in the practice and 5% of your Invisalign revenue, while males and females age 60 to 75 years old account for 15% of total revenue and only 3% of your Invisalign revenue. Since males are age 25 to 40 account for a significant amount of total practice revenue, but make up only 5% of your Invisalign revenue, we would deem this your greatest opportunity for Invisalign growth and overall practice growth. The patient profile for this male segment of your office might be males with household income above $75,000 a year, residing in an urban area, who are single and college educated. These patients are often tech savvy, health conscious, and very focused on their lifestyle. Knowing this patient profile and marketing appropriately to them is key. Now that we've evaluated your practice and patients, let's take a look at your market. Understanding your market will help you identify your opportunities, including new potential patients your practice could target and your threats and external factors that you cannot control, but you could certainly try to predict. With this information, you can further shape your marketing goals and create a potential patient profile or persona that will allow you to craft more effective marketing messages and reach your potential or your new patients easier using their preferred communication channels. Some of the things you'll want to consider in your analysis are the major shifts in the market and whether the overall market is growing or contracting. Let's use the orthodontic industry as an example. The orthodontic industry has grown about 11% in the last four years, going from 2 million annual starts in 2009 to roughly 2.6 million annual starts in 2013. During the same period, a line has grown greater than 110%. The size of the orthodontic pie is growing, while the clear aligner share of the pie continues to grow as well. Realizing that within the 2 million annual starts in North America, clear aligners were roughly 7% of the business four years ago, and last year that number jumped up to 10%. What percent of orthodontic starts do you think clear aligners will be in five years? What about 10, 10 years? If you're looking to capture some of this growth in your practice, you will need to market directly to those consumers. Understanding household income in your market has changed over the past three to five years, and what types of procedures are really taking off in your community is also key. When you, we evaluate the market and patients you would like to attract, we must start with understanding who is in your current market. If you practice in a college town, the age range, income, and education might look different than if you're practicing in a rural area or a suburban neighborhood. In addition to profiling prospective patients, you will want to analyze revenue potential and ask yourself if any of these groups of patients in your market grow faster than others or have substantially higher income than others. Finally, considering barriers to treatment is key. If you find household income is lower than average in your area, you might focus on marketing flexible payment plans versus just a great patient experience. Although it's usually best to stay focused on who you are in the market, it is a good practice to have an understanding of what your competitors are doing in the marketplace. Understanding what your competitors' strengths and weaknesses are as well as their services or product offerings is key. I sometimes find that offices base this analysis on the one patient who is unhappy in their competitor's office and transferred to them. Not that I'm suggesting we downplay that, there are always a lot of patients who continue to go to that doctor, so understanding why they do and what they really like about the office is important. Looking at your competitor's website and the testimonials they choose to share will also tell you a lot about who they'd like to be perceived as in the market. If you're looking to tap into the clear aligner market, using the Invisalign doctor locator will let you know the volume of Invisalign your competitor does and the emphasis they are putting on growing this portion of their practice. Keep in mind that understanding your competitor isn't to copy what they're doing, rather it's to better understand the piece of the market they are going after and how you can either differentiate or better articulate your value proposition to that same segment of the market. Now that we've evaluated several areas of your practice, it's time to put it all together. A SWOT analysis aims to organize your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and really brings them all together in one place that's easy to look at. By the time you're done with this exercise, you should be able to visually see where there is opportunity in your practice and where your team is already doing extremely well. Let's take a look at these four buckets and the questions you should be asking yourself when putting this together. Starting with strengths, some of the questions you might ask are, what does your practice do well? What makes you better than competitors? What do your patients or practice staff say positively about your practice? And what other internal factors are really working in your favor? Moving along to weaknesses, two questions you might ask are, what are your areas of improvement? And what are your competitors' advantages? Do they have a higher advertising budget? Do they have a nicer looking practice? Are they extremely high tech and maybe your practice isn't today? 
Moving on to the third category of opportunities, you'll want to ask yourself what external changes could have a positive impact on your practice and can you take advantage of changes in your local market? One example might be household income. Finally, let's take a look at threats. Some questions you might consider are what are the external changes at a macro level that could affect your practice negatively? And then finally, what are the less positive aspects in your local market that could affect your practice? Now let's take a closer look at what a good SWOT analysis actually looks like. In this example, the practice's strengths are that they are an Invisalign trained provider, they have a well thought out new patient exam process and are very technologically advanced and offer an iTero scan versus an impression. Despite these strengths, the practice does have some weaknesses that include being located on the outskirts of town, not having a focused marketing coordinator or clearly defined Invisalign marketing plan. Opportunities for the office are that clear aligners are becoming more popular among patients. Patients are more health conscious and more insurance plans are covering orthodontic treatment. Some of the threats to your practice might be new practices opening up in your community and some of the changing trends in the dental community. Now I'm going to hand it back over to Ada to talk you through marketing strategy and tactics. Thank you, Sarah. As Sarah mentioned earlier, the inward and outward analysis you have done and the product, the SWOT matrix, will help you craft your marketing strategy. As a reminder, the marketing strategy is the what in your marketing plan. Having a strategy means making trade-offs. It is choosing the way to reach your patients that is most likely to help you achieve your marketing goals. The best strategy is the one that would have the highest impact on your practice, is actionable, and is consistent with who you are as a practice. For example, if you are technologically advanced, educating a new patient group on the benefits of an advanced clear aligner system like Invisalign is consistent with your practice identity, with who you are and what you want to be as a practice. In addition, the right strategy will bring you a positive return on investment and for which you have the right resources in place or getting them won't put you in a difficult financial position. Let's now talk about how you go about crafting your marketing strategy. We say that there are three pillars of your marketing strategy, and these are target patients, your unique key differentiator or your unique selling proposition, and your marketing goals and objectives. And all of this you can uh, derive from your upfront analysis. And let's now talk about each one of these ingredients at a time, and we will start with your target patients. If you remember, when Sarah went over the analysis of your current patients, we have identified one group that we will focus on in our conversation today. In our fictitious example, we, had, we said that techie males of ages 25 to 40 years old are your second revenue contributor, and they're most likely to respond to your marketing messages about Invisalign treatment as one, they're health-oriented, two, maintaining their lifestyle is important to them. Plus, they have great purchasing power as their household income is more than $75,000 per um, year. Armed with this knowledge about your target patients, you'll be more successful at tailoring your marketing strategy and tactics as you're more likely to educate them on treatments that they're interested in, and you'll be able to highlight, highlight messages that will resonate with them the best. In addition, you will reach them easier and in the ways they prefer. For example, you could do so by using digital marketing solutions rather than physical or print, since you know that this segment of patients uh, are rather young and techy. Now let's talk about the second pillar of your marketing strategy, which is your unique selling proposition. Your unique selling proposition is what makes you stand out in the eyes of your patients is the key benefit that they're valuing in your practice. It could be, for example, the fact that you're providing them with advanced predictable orthodontic treatments. Also, your unique selling proposition is what makes you different than your competitors, the reason for which your patients may choose you over them. It could be that you're offering your patients stellar customer service, for example, or you have very flexible practice hours in addition to offering excellent oral care. Whatever makes you unique in the market, it is important you know it because you're not the only dental or orthodontic practice in the market. Once you have identified your unique selling proposition, consider it 
when you are developing your marketing strategy and use it in a form or another in all your marketing materials. For example, you could call out in your marketing collateral that your practice offers the most advanced and non-invasive orthodontic treatment solutions like Invisalign clear aligners. And let's look at an example now. Um, so our example would be for adults who want to improve their oral health and want to take preventive measures without altering their lifestyle, our practice is the most technologically advanced dental practice in California, offering top-notch customer service and non-invasive teeth straightening solutions like Invisalign treatments to adults who need to have their teeth straightened and want to improve their oral health. So feel free to use this framework that we're showing here on this slide uh, when you want to develop your unique selling proposition. Now we're moving on to the marketing goals and objectives, which is the third pillar of your marketing strategy. Your marketing goals, as we mentioned at the beginning of our webinar, can help you achieve your practice business goals. In our earlier example, we said that your business goal is to increase the revenues for your practice. Based on the SWOT analysis, uh, we have identified the opportunity that the clear um, aligners and Invisalign are becoming more and more popular among patients. Being an Invisalign trained provider, you can meet your patient's needs, hence your marketing goal would be in this case to increase the number of Invisalign patients or case starts for your practice. Now that you have established your marketing goals, you have to define how you're going to achieve it, and you're doing this by setting your marketing objectives. One golden rule to follow when creating your objectives is the SMART framework. And based on this framework, your marketing objective should be, one, specific. Is your objective detailed enough? Two, measurable. Can you measure your progress towards your goal? Three, attainable. Can this objective be achieved by the ones involved within their abilities? And this is really important for your practice staff motivation. Four, relevant. Is this relevant to your marketing goal? And five, time bound. Can the objective be said to happen in a certain time frame? So here we have um, shown an example of a SMART objective. I want to have 39 Invisalign case starts by the end of the year. In contrast, a non-SMART objective would be I want more Invisalign case starts for my practice. Well, this objective is not smart because it is not measurable, therefore you cannot monitor your progress and most likely it won't help you achieve your business goal. And second, it is not time bound. And now that you have all your ingredients, your target patient, your unique selling proposition, so what makes you stand out in the market, your uh, unique key differentiator, and your marketing goals and objectives, you are ready to create your marketing strategy. And there are two main types of marketing strategies. There are strategies that are directed at your existing patients and strategies that are directed at new patients. Should you have a large existing patient base, it is best if you leverage your current patients when looking to increase your Invisalign case starts. Almost 75% of your patients have some form of malocclusion, hence you have a good pool of patients at your fingertips. This strategy will be the most effective for your practice due to the low cost of reaching these patients and their likelihood to respond to your marketing messages that promote Invisalign treatment. Being your current patients, you already have gained their credibility, hence they look at you as being their trusted source of recommendations. However, if you don't have a large patient base, then it is best to focus on reaching new patients. And for the sake of time, we will use an, as an example a marketing strategy that is geared towards your, your existing patients. Having identified the target patients in the upfront analysis that I discussed earlier, we know that your best prospective patients in the following year are males of ages 25 to 40 years old who are health-oriented and are looking for a non-invasive treatment that would not alter their lifestyle. This target group is an untapped marketing opportunity for your practice as they only represent 5% of your Invisalign treatment revenue. Given this, your marketing strategy could be to reach out to these patients and educate them on the benefits of properly aligned teeth and the Invisalign treatment. And this would allow you to um, meet your business goal and your marketing goals. 
Now that we have discussed about how you can create your marketing strategy, let's talk about how you can bring your marketing strategy to life. And for this section of your marketing plan, you need to devise a set of cohesive activities or marketing collateral, which is aligned with your marketing strategy and which will help you reach your target patients. If your target patients are techie males 25 to 40 years old who are health-oriented and your unique selling proposition is that you're technologically advanced, you will not choose, for example, to develop a printed brochure that looks dull and only showcases women and that speaks mainly about the aesthetic benefits of having straight teeth. To ensure that your tactics will be as impactful as they can be, we encourage you to follow this three key steps before you proceed with developing your uh, marketing tactics for the year. First, you want to identify the main messages that you want to transmit to your patients. Is your key message going to be that you're helping patients with malocclusion improve their oral health by treating them with advanced orthodontic solutions like Invisalign? Whatever your message may be, keep in mind your unique selling proposition. What makes you different and what do your patients value in your practice the most and build on that. Second, you need to select your communication channels. Where are your patients consuming information? Is it on social media? Is it uh, via emails? Do they get recommendations from talking to their friends? And then second, the second question you need to ask, what marketing collateral is most likely to appeal to them knowing their patient profile? So for example, the target male patients we discussed earlier, they're rather tacky. Well, for this audience, Printed solution may work if they're really modern and appealing and relevant to them in their messaging, but digital solutions may probably work better. Last but not least, learn from your competitors. If they're saying the same thing as you wanted to say to your patients, maybe you want to consider changing your key messages, or maybe you can add more credibility to them, or you can just say the same thing in a more creative way. The key is to find ways to differentiate your services, your practice, and your marketing messages from your competitors. And in the interest of time, let's now look at some examples of tactics that are aligned with the marketing strategy we discussed earlier, which is geared towards your existing patients. So we said that your marketing strategy is to educate your male patients about the benefits of properly aligned teeth and Invisalign treatment. Well, in this case, you can employ the following tactics. You could send your male patients appointment email reminders with a generic clean check video to showcase the capabilities of the Invisalign treatment. You can dedicate 10 minutes of your consultation to educate your male patients strictly on the benefits of Invisalign treatment. You can create a digital brochure that you can play on your practice iPad that people may use to check in your office. You can play Invisalign ads on the monitors in your lobby to reinforce the benefits of Invisalign treatment and properly aligned teeth. And you can organize Invisalign day events for which you will develop flyers that feature males instead of females. So again, when developing your marketing tactics, keep in mind your strategy um, and your target patients. They have to be aligned. And um, any of these tactics that I mentioned earlier will work on their own, but for maximum effect, you can implement more than one at once. This would be helpful because we have often discovered the halo effect of your of our marketing tactics. For example, let's say that a prospective patient may hear about Invisalign in a brochure they have read a month prior to asking you about Invisalign treatment. On the day when they ask you, however, they saw an Invisalign ad on the monitor in your lobby, and this is what triggered their question. In this hypothetical example, both tactics work together to persuade the prospective patient to ask about Invisalign treatment, and we cannot say that the ad deserves all the credit. How big and how often you implement your marketing activities depends on how ambitious your marketing objectives are and the budget you're willing to spend. And based on your budget, um, we have put together in this slide and the next slide examples on actual tactics and ideas that you could implement for your practice, so just pick and choose. We won't be covering this today as it is an extensive list, but please review your own leisure after you will receive this presentation by email after the webinar.
Let's talk now about how you can implement your identified marketing tactics. So the first step after you've identified what you're going to do in the next year to support your marketing strategy and allow you to and help you to achieve your goals is to identify your resources. So that's the first step when you're planning your marketing um, tactics. And these resources could be practice members that you will delegate marketing responsibilities to. The next step is to establish the key milestones for each one of these marketing tactics. And it is very important that you achieve all your planned activities in the proposed timeline and within your budget. And we will now go over some templates that can help you increase your effectiveness when executing your marketing tactics. Our recommendation would be that you start with the first template, which we call it here the Marketing Tactics Calendar, as this gives you an overview of all your marketing activities. This will help you plan better, stay organized, and also it will help you and your team commit to your deadlines. This type of template also helps you identify your busy months so that you can allocate the necessary resources ahead of time. As you can notice in this document, you should list all your marketing activities together with the month in which they're scheduled. The second template, which we call it here Project Tracker, is useful when you're looking at each activity at a time. You should start by, by breaking down each activity in smaller parts, which in the Invisalign Day example, we have chosen uh, will be setting up a date for your event, creating a flyer, emailing your current patients, etc. The next step would be to work your schedule backwards and estimate how much time each one of these tasks would take so that you ensure you're not going to miss any of your deadlines. Please know that the example we're showing on this slide is a fictitious example and you will need to work with your Invisalign Territory Manager to find out most of this information like the tasks and milestones for organizing an Invisalign Day event. The last step will be to identify practice members who will undertake various tasks. To ensure a flawless execution, our recommendation to you would be to have maximum two people assigned to each marketing activity. And I will now hand it over to Sarah, who will uh, walk you through the financial section of your marketing plan. Thanks, Ada. Let's talk a little bit now about financials and valuation of your plan. After identifying the objectives and tactics you would like to pursue to achieve your goals, bring credibility to your plan by creating your Invisalign volume forecast, revenue projections, and marketing budget. This will help you work towards your goal, helping you to monitor your progress versus your goal and identify if you need to make any adjustments along the way. The first place to start is by coming up with a forecast of the number of Invisalign cases you would like to do. Some things to consider when doing this is how many cases you did during the same period last year. It is also good to look at the prior month or quarter to evaluate how this trend has changed over time. If you are doing additional activities this year to drive Invisalign starts, you will want to estimate the additional number of cases these activities might drive you. The next step you will want to take is to create a revenue projection to determine the value associated with these Invisalign cases. After you have done your Invisalign case volume and revenue estimates, estimate your marketing spend based on your marketing tactics. Expenses can include design costs, copywriting costs, in case you're outsourcing this task, printing costs, etc. As a general rule of thumb, when setting your marketing budget, know that practices oftentimes use 2 to 3% um, or of collections as a good benchmark. It is important to track your marketing spend and results closely to evaluate whether it was effective or not. If your objective was an increase in Invisalign cases by 10% for the year, you'll want to review your actual number of cases for the year against your yearly forecast to identify gaps. If there are none, you've achieved your objective. If your objective was to become the top practice in your county, find out how your top competitors are doing. Do you have the biggest share of patients and their revenue in your dental market? Or if you wanted to become the best practice in town, you have the ability to survey your customers to find out how they rate, they rate your practice. Some additional key performance indicators you should consider evaluating as well are, one, number of new patient phone calls to the practice, two might be the number of new patients inquiring about Invisalign and in turn starting in your practice, three would be revenue brought in by new Invisalign patients that you may have not otherwise been able to capture, 
Four might be the total number of likes and shares on your Facebook page or other social media that you're focused on. And five, the total number of website foot traffic that you have. During and after each activity is performed, be sure to observe, analyze your metrics, and get feedback from patients and practice staff to determine what worked best and why. Repeat and implement in other campaigns as well. If one activity is significantly outperforming another, then cut the spending in that area and invest in more of the tactics that you think would might be successful. In the interest of time, let's focus on the Invisalign Day strategy that Ada had mentioned earlier. One of the metrics that could help you deem this event successful or not would be the number of participants. Let's say that 12 participants showed up, but based on historical conversion rate data, you've planned on having 20 participants so that you can close 10 cases. 12 participants may be a red flag for you. However, you need to look further at your main metric, the number of Invisalign patients that start. If 12 participants showed up and you closed eight patients, although you've not met your event goal, you have gotten a pretty good conversion rate so that you will want to repeat this activity in the future. The other metric you can monitor for the Invisalign day is the cost per lead. The cost per lead metric measures, measures how cost-effective a marketing activity is at generating new leads for your practice. A lead is really a prospective patient who has expressed interest in your product or service. The purpose of this key performance indicator is to help you set a benchmark and understand how much money is appropriate to spend on acquiring new leads. For example, if in the previous year it cost you $50 to attract a new lead with the Invisalign Day activity, but this year it cost you $600, you may deem this cost too high and you may want to do an analysis and understand what triggers a higher amount and what has changed in your approach. Were there less, were there less participants or did the cost just simply go up? Deeming a cost per lead good or not also depends on the budget you have allocated to your marketing activities and the cost per lead you are getting from other activities. However, if each activity has its own role, so you have to look at other factors as well as deciding whether to pursue an activity or another. Think of the halo effect. Many activities collaborate to the same result. A brochure on its own may not be ideal, but when you couple that with other activities like discussion in a new patient exam, you might see a different result. Some activities also might take longer to convert patients than others. Example, brochure versus an Invisalign Day event. I'm now going to hand it back over to Audit to summarize what we have discussed today. Thank you, Sarah. Um, so we're now at the last section of your marketing plan, which is the marketing plan conclusion. A strong conclusion reinforces your commitment to move forward with the execution of your marketing plan. In this section, you may restate your practice vision your marketing goals and objectives, and the problem or opportunity they're trying to solve. Also, you can explain here your rationale, why do you believe your marketing plan will be successful, and at what cost. And in closing, we would like to leave you with a few parting tips. No matter how big or small your practice is and at what stage of growth, you should create a marketing plan for your practice. As I mentioned at the beginning of our presentation, the marketing plan is an integral part of the business plan, and companies who have a business plan are nearly twice as likely to be successful. Allocating resources and budget ahead of time will help you deliver on your marketing plan, so do not wait until the last minute, especially because unless you have a marketing manager, everyone in your practice already has a job. Scheduling ahead of time and giving your staff a heads up will help you stay on track. And speaking of, in order to see results in a timely manner, you should follow your marketing plan as closely as possible. Observe your competition. You want to stay relevant in your service offerings, your marketing messages and tactics. Also, use your competitive intelligence to differentiate yourself from your competitors and give your patients a strong reason to choose your practice over others. Should you contemplate a new tactic that it is not in your plan, use your marketing strategy to determine whether it is a good idea or not. If, for example, your target patient is formed by males 25 to 40 years old and you want to give away tickets to a Justin Bieber concert, well, you may want to think twice. The crowd that goes at this type of concert is younger, so this tactic is not relevant to your target patient and you will be wasting your dollars. Be patient and experiment. By doing various marketing tactics, you will be able to tell at the end of the year what worked best and what you should be implementing in the following year. Also, keep in mind that various tactics could be complementary and it takes more than a sporadic tactic to see results. 
In addition, depending on your tactics, it takes time to see results. For example, if you're creating a brochure for your practice and you don't see results immediately, this doesn't necessarily mean that your brochure is not good. It may just mean that you need to monitor its effectiveness over a longer period of time. A marketing plan is meant to be used and referred to throughout the year, so do not put it on a shelf. Use your executive summary as a cheat sheet together with your SWOT analysis and marketing strategy. Use the marketing activities calendar template to ensure you are executing on your plan, your marketing budget to help you monitor whether you are underspent or overspent on your marketing activities, and your Invisalign case volume forecast to identify whether there are any gaps between your actuals and the projected Invisalign case volume. In the end, a marketing plan is just that, a plan. So be flexible and make adjustments when needed. For example, if a tactic will significantly underperform another, let's say we're talking about a Facebook ad, put it on hold and replace it with another tactic that has proven to be more successful. It is advisable you only do this after you have done your homework and identify whether that particular social platform is not working for you or if it is the message, the time of day when you have posted your ad, or the target audience you have chosen to show your ad to. If you want to learn more about today's topic, please visit the Invisalign Marketing site to download the Marketing Plan Template PDF that is supplementing this webinar, and this resource will be available online in 7-10 days from now. Also, use the Invisalign Marketing site and Align Store as your one-stop shop for marketing collateral, images, and other assets that you may need for your practice. Thank you for your attention, and before we open the floor for questions, I will hand the floor to Sydney. Thank you, Ada and Sarah. Uh, the survey URL is being shared with you in the chat pane to the right of your slide window. You must complete the survey in order to have access to your CE certificate. The replay and the slides will be made available during uh, early next week. You'll get a follow-up email, so please watch for that information in the coming days. And at this time, we will open the floor for Q&A. If you haven't already, please submit your text questions using the chat or Q&A tool to the right of your slide view window. We'll respond to as many as we have time for. So Ada and Sarah, I'll turn the floor back to you to wrap up with Q&A. Thank you, Sydney. Thanks, Sydney. One of the questions I'm seeing on here um, is where can I promote an Invisalign day? An Invisalign day is really great to promote internally in your practice. As Ada mentioned earlier, most practices have a ton of patients sitting either in their waiting room, in their hygiene chair, mothers or fathers of patients um, who are a great person um, to, to start to market to internally. Although you can do a significant amount of marketing externally, it does come at an expense and certainly is more costly than promoting it internally in the practice. So doing things like putting it on your website, um, putting it in a, you know, a flyer in a picture frame um, throughout the office, um, having your team be excited about it and motivated to engage patients in a productive conversation about Invisalign is, is, are all great places to start. Okay, if there are more questions that you're having, please um, write it in your uh, Q&A window and we will answer them. So um, just to clarify, I've seen some questions regarding the slides uh, for the presentation. Um, Sydney mentioned earlier that this will be shared with you in an email. So you'll be receiving an email after this webinar with the slides and a link to uh, the recording of this webinar. Uh, in addition, they will be archived and posted um, on your doctor website. So you're, um, as soon as you can log in in your doctor's website, you'll go to the education tab and uh, under archived events, you'll be able to see this information. Um, also, the, um, the marketing plan template uh, that we've put together is going to be available on the Invisalign marketing site. So you'll be able to access that in the next seven to 10 days um, in that PDF, we have included a few templates that um, can help you get started with some of this, um, these items in the, that we've discussed today. Great. I see one other question on here as a follow-up question to my earlier 
comment about the Invisalign day, but what budget is recommended. I would really encourage um, everybody on this call to proactively reach out to their territory manager. We've got quite a bit of material around Invisalign days with you know, suggested internal marketing ideas, external marketing ideas. Um, your respective territory managers can also help you um, in terms of a budget and actually calculating the return on investment for what you've spent. Um, it's a little bit challenging to answer just based, based on the fact that everybody's um, overall practice marketing budget's a little bit different, production and collection for every practice is a little bit different. Um, so I think the first place to start would really be over evaluating your overall marketing budget and goals for the year and then finding out you know, what component of that overall plan um, the Invisalign Day might make up in terms of budget but also projected revenue. And um, I saw a question earlier um, that was saying, where can I market to male patients? So I just wanted to clarify that the example we've uh, discussed earlier during the webinar is just fictitious. So um, for your practice, you may find a different segment of uh, target patients. It may not be males. It may be uh, you know, younger females or older females. So you just have to take a look at your patient base, uh, do a thorough analysis. Or if you don't have an existing patient base, then you have to um, go online or talk to Invisalign uh, territory managers to find out who will be your prospective patients, the patients that would be most likely interested in your product. And based on that and the segment of patients that you think would bring you the highest revenue, and this could be determined by the growth of that segment, for example, um, or um, the household income they're making. So there, there are several criteria. So based on that, we'll be choosing your target patients. And to go back to the question, so if you really want to target to males, again, you have to know more about them. So um, you have to create a thorough patient profile, um, like their age, their interests, uh, to find out if they're more health-oriented, for example. Um, there are certain websites like WebMD or and I'm not saying this is, you know, where you should be posting about your Invisalign practices, but there are, there are websites that are catering to those um, interests, and um, that's where you should be, should be posting and promoting your Invisalign practice. And, you know, social media for the younger crowd could be a good uh, venue because that's where they consume information. Another question I'm seeing on here is, are there videos or social media posters that can be downloaded and shared on social media? And yes, if you go on your doctor site, you should be able to go to the Invisalign marketing site where we've got a number of assets, logos, um, a lot of digital media that you can use. Um, if you also reach out to your respective territory manager, a lot of them do have um, digital marketing that they can share with you to help market in your practice. I think that's all I'm seeing here on questions, Sydney. I'd like to thank Ada and Sarah for their time today. That is all the time we have. Thank you for attending today's event brought to you by Align Technology. Have a great day.